Let's pray together. Lord, we're going to read today again that that you're living water, that you're the only one who can quench our desires and satisfy our souls. And as we have sung, we, we should want you more than any other. But we chase after so many things, Lord. So we pray in you that you would open our hearts and our minds to to realize that you're the one who brings complete satisfaction. You're the one who brings full joy in our lives. So I pray anew over this congregation, Lord, that you would fill each one of us with the living water that is Jesus Christ. And as Jesus will say in the text, that rivers of water would overflow out of our lives and that we would be a blessing to others. We ask this in Christ's holy name. Amen. Our text today is just uh, John uh, 7, just three verses. I want to go back to where we were at a couple weeks ago, and we looked at different parts of John 7, but I want to look at at just these three verses uh, today. And it begins on the last day of the feast, that is the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths. On the, the great day, Jesus stood up and he cried out, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Thanks be to God for his holy word. Amen. You know, over the course of a year, we receive many invitations. We receive uh, invitations to numerous parties for birthdays and uh, anniversaries, for retirement parties, for Super Bowl parties. I mean, it could go on and on if we name them. Excuse me for just one second. Of course, there are also invitations to weddings and graduations and bridal and baby showers. There's also those everyday invitations that we receive that are just as important. They're invitations maybe to join another couple for dinner or maybe to bring our family over for a cookout. And often the invitations are something that you and I are excited about. We want to go, but sometimes we get those invitations that we would, well, we'd just as soon stay home, but since the people were nice enough to invite us, uh, we'll attend. I, I got one of those uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, really, it was a notice of possible summons. But if Patrick County's nice enough to invite me to jury duty, I suppose I uh, should, should show up for that one. Jesus issues the the greatest invitation ever. Verse 37, if anyone thirsts, let him or her come to me and drink. It's the greatest invitation, and yet people will decline. Perhaps they will decline respectfully, but still they will decline. And I wonder if it's because we're just not thirsty enough that we're just not thirsty enough to come to the source of living water. Have you ever been truly thirsty? 
I've been thirsty uh, maybe uh, trying to jog or, or playing a sport or, or hiking. Uh, putting up hay during North Carolina's hot summers will certainly leave you thirsty and, and a mouthful of dust uh, and a longing for water or some of mama's sweet iced tea. But I think the thirstiest I've ever been was somewhere around, I was 34, 35 years old, somewhere around that time. I had taken the week off for the purpose of building my daughters a freestanding treehouse, complete with a, with a sandbox underneath. And it had a slide off of one end, and it, and it had swings, and it also had a, a climbing rope. I had uh, ordered the plans from Lowe's. And I had procured all the hardware and all the, all the uh, lumber to build it. So when Monday morning rolled around, I went at it hard uh, all morning long. And Jeanette was nowhere around that particular day, so she wasn't there to warn me to take breaks and to drink water. By about 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I hit a wall. I couldn't go any farther. And I longed for water. But every sip I took made me sick. I was dehydrated. I'd gone way too far. I think I understood for the first time what, what it means to, to truly be thirsty. And so Jesus comes to us and he says, are we truly thirsty? You see, Jesus is the master teacher. And he uses the physical to teach us something spiritual. He, he's inviting us to quench our spiritual thirst. But to accept his invitation, we have to think about and, and just remember what it's like to be physically thirsty. And then you and I have got to realize that we're just as desperate spiritually. We also need to understand, I think, the setting of Jesus' teaching here. Uh, we need to understand why he chose to talk about water at this particular point. Two weeks ago, we saw the background for John 7. Remember, Jesus had gone to the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles. And in the middle of that festival, he began to preach. Now, some of the people liked his preaching. Some of the people thought he was the Christ. There were others who thought he was just deceiving everyone. And according to verse 37, it's now uh, the last day of the feast. It's the great day of the feast. In other words, it was the eighth day of the feast which culminated everything. This was the high point of the festival, so many Jews would have been there in town. There would have also been uh, many Gentiles. Uh, some of them would have been proselytes. Some of them would have been perhaps merchants. Others would have been uh, just thrill seekers who wanted to be wherever the crowd was at. Who knows really, but the point was Jerusalem would have been very crowded at this point. And the next day, all those uh, people that were journeying would have been leaving. So Jesus may not see these people again. Therefore, he intensifies his teaching. What he says here is of first importance. And he says, if anyone thirsts, let him or her come to me and drink. And the metaphor of drinking and thirsting was intentionally chosen for this festival. Jesus is capitalizing on a prominent feature of the festival of booths. To be sure, the most prominent feature was to build booths and tabernacles to live in like the people lived in in their wilderness journeys. 
But on each of the seven days, there was also a water ritual. It was a tradition which remembered God's miraculous provision of water in the wilderness journeys. The ritual was that each day of the feast, the, the high priest would draw water from the pool of Salaam, and he would march back to the temple. And when he got to the water gate, three blasts of the shofar were sounded and, and to mark the joy of the occasion. And Isaiah 12, 3 was then recited, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Once at the temple, the priest would then march around the altar pouring out the water as a sacrifice to God. On the seventh day, they would do the same thing, except on the seventh day, they would go around the altar seven times as they poured out the water. As they did, they would sing the Hallel, which if you've been following my devotion, you may remember that the Hallel is Psalms 113 to 118, the praises. So all of this would have been very fresh in everyone's mind as Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. Jesus will say, sure, the physical water of the celebration is great. It's important. It's important to remember what our ancestors went through. But come to me, thirsty souls. Come for spiritual, eternal, life-giving water. He's saying, think of how our ancestors were so thirsty in the wilderness and remember how desperate they were for water. You are just as desperate for spiritual water. You're lost. You're helpless. Come to me and drink, said Jesus. Beloved, Jesus was giving the greatest invitation that you and I could ever receive. If anyone thirsts, let them come. If anyone thirsts, no limitations here. Anyone who thirsts may come. Do you thirst? Do you thirst? Then come to Jesus. Now some of you may say, well, I, I thirst for pleasure. Well, if you want real pleasure... If you want pleasure that will truly satisfy and last, then come to Jesus and drink. Psalm 1611 says, You made known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Others may say, well, I thirst for wealth, but I can't find that in Jesus, can I? Well, maybe not in the way you're thinking but in a better, lasting way? Yes. Romans 8, verses 16 to 17 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then listen to this, then heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. I don't know how you can be any wealthier than being a co-heir with Jesus Christ. I don't know. Any other way that would be wealthier than being a co-heir with Christ. So others may say, I, I thirst for power. Well, the Bible's already told you you're a co-heir with Christ. How can you get more powerful than that? But Paul also tells us in 2 Timothy 2.12, if we endure, 
we will also reign with him. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I don't know exactly what that's going to mean for you and me. But if we persevere, if we keep up our faith, you and I are going to reign with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's powerful enough for me. Beloved, you will receive no greater invitation than this. If you thirst, come to Jesus. First come. It means put your trust in Him. Believe in Him. Put your faith in Him. Commit to Him. Believe He is the Son of God. Believe He came to earth to die for you. That He was resurrected on the third day to assure your eternal life. And then drink. Drink means to take Him in. Take Jesus into your life. Make Jesus and His teaching central to every part of your life. Walk with Him. Seek to be more Christ-like each and every day. Accepting Jesus' invitation and receiving His living water is the greatest thing you can ever do for yourself. It's the only thing that will quench your thirst. He's the only one who will bring you full satisfaction. But I want you to note something here. It's not just for you. Verse 38, excuse me. Whoever believes in me, as the Scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Christ quenches our thirst. He satisfies our thirst. But we are to be an overflowing vessel which flows rivers of living water. If we drink of Christ, we will want others to drink of Christ. We should so overflow with the joy and the peace and the love that is ours that we're willing to get outside of ourselves and invest in others and take interest in other people. In in other words, we want to become useful. We want to become a blessing to others because out of us flows rivers of living waters. And this overflow, notice, it's not just a trickle. It's rivers of living water. Again, it means the love and the joy and the peace we have found abundantly overflows to our family, to our neighbors, to our workmates, to our fellow church members, to our schoolmates. We overflow with that joy and that peace and that love. And we have this overflow, says verse 39, because when we trust in Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And the text notes that the Holy Spirit had not yet been given. That's because Jesus had not yet been glorified. He had not yet ascended. The believers there didn't need the Holy Spirit. Christ was right there with them. them. But the promised Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. And since then, those who receive and trust in Christ, they receive the Holy Spirit. Peter was very clear in his first sermon, Acts 2, 38. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. By virtue of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, Those who drink of Jesus' living water 
overflow with it to others. By the Holy Spirit living in us, those who drink of Jesus' living water overflow with blessings to others. We seek to abundantly bless the people around us. I just want to ask this morning, are we overflowing with living waters? Billy Bray was a 19th century Christian and Cornish miner. He so overflowed with Christ that wherever he went, people came to Christ. And as you know, mining has always been dangerous. But you know, it was, would have been particularly dangerous in the 19th century. So each day as Bray went down into the mine with his fellow miners, he would stop and he would pray with his fellow miners. And this was his prayer that the people said most every day. Lord, if any of us must die today, let it be me. Let not one of these men die, for they are not happy, and I am. And if I die today, I shall go to heaven. Here was a man who so overflowed with Christ that he would rather die himself than to see these lost men die without first being happy in Jesus. He would rather die himself without first, rather than to see these men not be satisfied by drinking the living waters of Christ. Someone you're, you've likely heard of more often, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. It's said of, of her that one of her favorite verses was Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Surely Mother Teresa was a woman who drank deeply of Christ's living water, and she overflowed abundantly with Christ's living water as she helped and ministered unto the sick and the dying and the outcast of Calcutta. She once said this, Christ prays in me, Christ speaks in me, Christ looks through my eyes, Christ speaks through my words, Christ works with my hands, Christ walks with my feet, Christ loves with my heart. Surely she overflowed with the living waters of Christ. Are you thirsty? If so, come to Jesus and drink. Drink long and deeply. Be filled with Jesus. Seek to make His will and His way and His word central to every part of your life. Drink long and deeply. Listen to the Holy Spirit's promptings. Be obedient to take a sincere interest in others. Let your life be an overflowing blessing to the people around you. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? 
Come to Jesus and drink. Come to Jesus and drink. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we are thirsty. We may not know it. We may deny it. But we're thirsty. And we've tried to quench our thirst in so many different ways. We've tried to quench it with pleasure and wealth and power, just to name a few. But Lord, you are the only one who can give us satisfaction. So we come to you. We, we come to drink deeply from your well that will never run dry. Lord, we come to live in a new and deep abiding relationship with you every day. And Lord, we know that the satisfaction you give us are, is not for us alone. So by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, we ask that you would make us rivers of living waters that overflow to others. Make us a, a blessing to the people around us. To you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all praise, glory, and honor today and forevermore. Amen. I would urge you to come and receive, to taste the living water that is Jesus. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you today and forevermore. Amen.